Hello and welcome to Point Streak, a podcast where we talk everything gaming and the issues that concern gamers. We're all members and contributors at Enthusiacs.com. Thank you for joining us. That's E-N-T-H-U-S-I-A-C-S dot com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Enthusiacs and our YouTube can- channel, which is also Enthusiacs. Um, my name is Jeff for Baron Fang, and joining me this week are Vernon. Hello. And Tony. Hello. Welcome back, guys. Thanks. Um, and let's uh, let's cover the usual. Uh, what have you been playing? Question. How about you, Vernon? Um, I've been uh, diving really hard into some Mass Effect Three multiplayer. Ah, okay. Um, I just I just uh, within the last few weeks uh, finished Mass Effect One and Two um, perfectly, so I have all of my choices lined up, and I'm just trying to get my galaxy at war readiness up to up to snuff right okay is it uh, any different than you remember i haven't played it in two years myself <laughs> uh yes um there's a lot there's a lot of new um avatars or characters or whatever you want to call them um there's there's new maps like i said i haven't like like you said i haven't played it in well a year and a half for me um but yeah it's 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 fun cool cool how about you tony what have you been playing well, you know I haven't been off, you know, the podcast that long, and you know you're not to answer or ask that question of me. But since you <laughs> ask, uh, my handy dandy Raptor report. I uh, started uh, Deus Ex: Human Revolution, and I'm actually really enjoying that game actually a lot more than I thought I would. You had actually kind of before. No, and actually speaking of Mass Effect, it kind of reminds me of a good blend of Mass Effect and uh, what was the other um, the PlayStation exclusive? Why can't or it was exclusive? Metal Gear Solid. Ah, okay. So, um, other than that. And going back and playing Burnout Paradise, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, a fitness game for Connect, which is god awful, but I have to do it. And <laughs> there's a bunch of games on here that my my uh, girlfriend's son was playing, so we won't get into that. Uh, but I've also been playing um, XCOM Enemy Unknown for my mobile device, and that's pretty much just ruined my life everywhere. Now that I can just whip that out and play that anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I hear. I hear that works really well on the uh, mobiles and tablets and stuff. It'd be interesting uh, to see it. It it lags a bit, especially when there's a, a bunch of enemies on screen. And I, I know I haven't played it on anything else. So I know it took a, a graphical downgrade, but it looks pretty good for a mobile game. It still looks great. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Well, I've been playing uh, Halo Anniversary, and um, I've never played the Halo series before, so this is uh, this is new to me. Um, I actually was having a bit of fun flicking the one switch that. You can actually flick a switch that um, changes between what it used to look like versus the upgrade, just to see the difference. Pretty, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm liking it so far. I I kind of missed the boat on Halo back in the day, so I'm gonna uh, see if I can co-op it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, just just right through to uh, to four. I know I know that people have mixed feelings about four, but uh, at least gonna go through the first three and then if i'm going to play any of the side ones we'll see oh, you can always get yourself an xbox one in the master chief collection yeah yeah, yeah. I, I saw that <laughs> that's go. that's going to be the whole thing right um one well, through four all the master chief games you're okay. not getting like reach and a couple others but right okay uh or odst or other side stuff right right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. cool um well look uh, halo and mass effect multiplayer and etc is a good segue into our main topic which is this week multiplayer um video games like many things in life are best enjoyed with other people um (laughs) sometimes sometimes (laughs) um and uh 
yeah. Let, well, let's start it off with, with something light and fluffy. What, a favorite multiplayer experience of yours, uh, whether it's a game or just uh, a, a memory. Um, what, what about you, Vernon? What, what, what would be a highlight for you in terms of, uh, uh, you know, mul- multiplayer gaming in terms of enjoyment? Or is it just one title that sticks out for you or several? Holy cow. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It, it, it is a tough question. <laughs> I'm, I'm... I'd have to say way back in the day, Tech Mobile for the uh, Nintendo Entertainment <laughs> System. Yeah. I used to play that with my dad all the time and lose because I didn't knew nothing about football at the time. <laughs> Um, but but yeah yeah Tech Mobile that was uh that those that was uh, that harkens back to the days where um, you know online wasn't as big of a thing and yeah. you know wow I'm so dating myself you guys remember when you <laughs> when you went to your friends' houses with an extra controller oh absolutely to to play side by side on the same screen I mean mate I I was about to to launch into mine my you know Mar- Mario Kart any of the iterations would be high on my list um, yes. And, you know, I wouldn't have been able to play those games without everyone pooling their controllers, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, I, I'm not ashamed to admit the uh, WCW versus NWO games were uh, really good fun <laughs> in, in, in a group. Uh, but GoldenEye, Mario Tennis, a lot of Nintendo ones are on that list for me. But um, also EA's NHL series, really good fun, you know, three and four player Um you know, tough to tough to find a screen setting that was like you know perfect for <laughs> for everyone to get a, a look in. But um, yeah, a lot a lot of uh, a lot of sports games high on the list. And and Goldeneye, um, Go- Goldeneye, one of the better uh, split screen shooters in, in my opinion. What about you, Tony? What what would be your highlights? Jeez, I, well, game specifically, I'd have to say Portal Two, and uh, that was one that you know I just pick up people randomly online, and mm-hmm. I, I had great, you know, surprisingly, I had good experiences with all of them. So oh, made wow, a few okay. friends that way. So yeah, there was that. Um, like you said, Goldeneye. Uh, actually, uh, Combat Evolved uh, Anniversary, uh, or not Anniversary, the original, I should say, was yeah. uh, like the first game I've ever actually sat down and played co-op all the way through with a friend beat it on every difficulty we as soon as we get home from school every day come home and do that <laughs> yeah. getting all the legendary medals is great but uh yeah, yeah i think that those are a couple of highlights I, I could think of probably a handful more but yeah. just leave it at that now how i'm i'm my definition of multiplayer is probably different than than most i i tend to think of multiplayer as when you're playing with three or four plus uh, local or online, um, which, you know, locally often means split screen. Um, that's not to say that, you know, two player co-op or two player versus isn't technically multiplayer. I just find, Mm -hmm. I, I find that, uh, you know, once you got to the days of the, uh, N64s and the systems where, you know, multiple, you know, more than two controllers was the norm. That's when it really, you know, the potential of multiplayer really started to blossom. Um, I don't know whether either of you uh, know much about the Sega Saturn, but uh, with uh, with multi taps for extra controllers, you could actually get up to ten players <laughs> on the Saturn. Did not know that. Yeah, uh, Saturn Bomberman actually, which was up to ten players. I- I'm I- I've never had the uh, pleasure of playing it that many, but I'm told that it is uh, insane with ten people and and very good fun. Was um, the Saturn before actually, the Genesis? Uh, no, Saturn's the one after the Mega Drive oh, Genesis. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, there's a. I th- I believe it was on the first PlayStation where if you got a multi-tap, you could play the Fantastic Four game. Oh yeah, uh, with all with all four of the the characters, you know, going through the. I think it was like a side scroller. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, but I, yeah. you can do that with that one too. Yeah. Now the uh, N sixty four is probably the uh, the 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 con the home console that was the first where you know four ports uh, on the front was the norm. The Dreamcast followed that up as well. Mm. Um, now that was in the day, as you know, we were alluding to before, where you know <laughs> most people didn't have more than a few, so people were uh, literally you know carrying their controllers from house to house in order to actually be able to play these games. Um, now that we're in the days where wireless controllers are the norms, you know, these physical restrictions aren't there anymore. Um, so, you know, the, the fact that the uh, 360 or the PS3 doesn't have more than a few ports doesn't hold people back or require them to do multi-taps. Um, is, I, I, guess, I guess my first uh, big question would be, is, is playing in person on the couch, so to speak, is it not just an intrinsically better experience uh, or, or is that just, I mean, maybe that's my own personal biases and experiences speaking there, but is there something, is there something superior about that? You know, all playing with the same room on the same screen uh, experience uh, that's, that's p more pure than online. What do you think, Vernon? It, it depends on, it definitely depends on what generation you grew up in. Mm. Um, I, like I know that there are people now that, um, enjoy the online experience but i do remember like I, I grew up with that you know going over to a friend's house and playing like the gamecube or the, or the nintendo 64 or a ps2 and or just you know the original playstation you know just stuff like that just going and and playing in the same room and, and being on the same screen and, and yeah and cheating and cheating off of the split screen looking at your looking at the yep. other player's yep. screen to see where they were um you know what uh i said i said uh tech mobile but it was between matt and gold and i and um in terms of great multiplayer experiences um to me multiplayer is a it's i mean you know it's just more than more than one person you know for me yeah um and i just i feel like depending on what generation you grow up in it could go either way but i prefer sitting on the couch with someone and having that interaction because it's it sucks enough that you know we're all kind of like sucked into our cell phones and you know being online and stuff like that you know that's that it's it's just cutting out the the human interaction and i understand where companies are coming from yeah. where you know it's i guess it's just easier to 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 make a game single player but having like the servers or whatever to like you know have connect people online but I, I don't know i i per personally i prefer you know sitting on the couch but you know i don't mind playing online with people it's just that that's just my preference i i like a game uh before we get to you tony i like a game where they give you the choice you know that's i i gotta give that to halo gears of war etc they've got yeah you've yeah. got the local co-op you've got the online co-op you know uh i i wish more games allowed you that um so, some games even allow you to um, a mixture of you know local and online uh, playing together at once, and I think I think the more options the better. You were saying earlier about co-op generally, Tony. Is it is that what you get the most enjoyment out of, or or, or are you as like you said with Portal? Do, is the experience just as positive online, or? It, I mean, it can be. But at the same time, you get people that you know just want to sit there and scream at you. And, you know. <laughs> You know, start teabagging you and tell you about your how your mother was last night and all that. But uh, I mean, to, to clarify your your question though, I mean, you're saying just in, like just you know, would you rather be sitting down with your friends or whoever you know in the same house or 
playing with those same friends online or you just mean just randomly anyone online I, I think versus I, I think just online versus in person in general really oh in person definitely I mean that's yeah. I, I have you know vivid memory you know of just laughing my ass off playing certain games with my friends there and it's just I don't think it would have been the same if you know we were talking over Xbox Live or something like that it's just not the same so I gotta agree with Vernon on that yeah yeah well, I, I have I hope that they continue to uh, particularly when it comes to shooters where you know the co-op genre is uh, that's a bit of a staple. Um, I, I really hope that they continue to um, you know new games continue to have that feature at least that option. Because, well, I wanted to say I I think it's a little more prevalent than you make it seem. I mean, I don't personally use those those features too much, but I, I feel like it, it really has become a lot more prevalent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, uh, just to mention, um, the uh, you could say that online multiplayer is kind of a uh, an evolution of, um, and this this is part of this is going to uh, delve into PC the old uh, LAN party <laughs> concept that um, I don't know that it's exactly gone the way of the dodo, but certainly not as popular as it used to be. I, I can remember hauling my huge ass computer monitor and <laughs> everything over to people's houses to. Uh, to uh, LAN computers together, um, direct connect computers together. Um, it was a rare, <laughs> a rare treat to be able to do that. Um, nowadays, obviously, wh when you've got uh, online networking um, and or uh, VPNs or things like that, it's a, it's a bit easier to, to, you know, the geographic distances don't matter as much. Have either of you ever had the pleasure to play a system-linked con console before, whether a Dreamcast or a 360 GameCube, anything like that? I know I have actually, and uh, maybe not at the setting you were expecting either. Uh, but I, you know, I used to work in a restaurant. If you've ever seen the movie Waiting, yeah, you know, um, yeah. they always have the weekend parties and all that. So, this, you know, it was your typical high school kind of restaurant party, beer pong, and all that stuff going on. But I mean, almost every weekend they had two, you know, two TVs set up in one room with, uh, you know, two Xboxes and had a Halo Combat Evolved. And you know, if you weren't on the beer pong table, or you just wanted to step aside for a second, you could, you know, hop on the hop on a game real quick and it was you know there's always people playing and i was surprised how uh you know how much people actually enjoyed that at a you know a, a party of that kind of you know of just it wasn't a gaming you know it wasn't a set gaming party like you said where people were bringing over their controllers and pcs it was everybody there was out everybody was there for a different reason but yeah there was you know it was still there and people were doing it so yeah I'm a big Dreamcast guy, and I, that's one of the things I regret is I've never had the opportunity to play a system-linked Dreamcast or two system-linked Dreamcasts before. Not that I would even know where to get the cable <laughs> that you need to do it. Um, I heard – I don't know whether either of you have played um, Mario Kart Double Dash on the GameCube, but apparently that's just an amazing game to play uh, system-linked as well, two TVs and – eight people uh, simultaneously apparently it's uh, a blast um I, actually I've, I've never i've never um had the opportunity to do like a like a land party or something like that um I, it, it just hasn't uh it just hasn't come up i mean you know yeah i was introduced to halo in college but yeah and they used to do that in the dorm they would like you know link their systems up but no it wasn't uh yeah. it wasn't something that i partook in i yeah i, I uh I uh I I go back even further uh to like you know pre uh, pre like internet like BBS dial-up games where you literally <laughs> would be dialing in uh, to to games like a Trade Wars or something like that where you're not playing simultaneously you're like doing your turn and then logging in the next day the next guy does his turn that sort of gaming um, hmm. 
I think the first time I ever played anything online for uh, any length of time was probably the original Tribes back in the day, which was like in the Half-Life uh, 1 era. So um, today where uh, a multiplayer a multiplayer feature in a game is, you know, pretty much expected standard. for most games or standard, uh, it, people take it for granted. Um, well, I, well, sometimes it's shoehorned in too. So. Oh, yeah. And that, that's what I was about to get to. The... Um, it's gone. It, it multiplayer has gone from being a, an afterthought or something that was just thrown in. Like the original Doom, there was a head-to-head sort of multiplayer feature that they didn't spend a huge amount of time on, but it was it was okay. Um, to games today, where you know we we've come all the way uh, to, in the other direction to a game like Titanfall, where you know uh, there's really no argument why there shouldn't be a single-player <laughs> campaign. Uh, and yet uh, the developer has decided that the, there shouldn't be. Um, wh- wh- why is it that we – what do you think, Vern? Why is it that we've gone from multiplayer just being a feature or something on the menu to, to the point where it's, it's, it's either being shoehorned in like it was to games like Mass Effect 3 where you know, even, even if the end product did end up being enjoyable, it certainly wasn't necessary um, to you know, where we're at with Titanfall now where – they're charging, you know, full price for a AAA game that doesn't even have single player anymore. Why? Why are we in this place now? Whoa! Uh, it doesn't have single player. No, Titan Titanfall's multiplayer. From only. from what I recall, it's they were trying. There's they have these missions. I haven't granted. I haven't played it, but they have these missions that are supposed to be somewhat story based, but they more or less play out like your average Titanfall map. You just have somebody in your ear screaming about something, and yeah. you know some NPC. And, uh, you know, you basically do the same things that you would in a match. So yeah. the developer tried to say, but no, there really isn't. Yeah. Okay. That that makes sense. So it's not a tr- it's not like a traditional... Not a campaign. Um, like it's not a traditional expect. campaign, but okay. So um, to... Uh, wow, that, that threw me off. Could you repeat that question? <laughs> just, I'm just wondering, you know, why is it, why is it that we're, we're where we are now where, you know, multiplayer just used to be a feature in a game. Now it's gotten to the point where in some games where you would expect it to be single and multiplayer together, the single player is being dropped all together. And I'm, I'm just wondering, what do you think it is? The, what's the driving force behind that? Is, is it the players? Is it the, the to developers? Justify, to justify the, the consoles. In, in terms of sales or? In, ter- in terms of sales, in terms of getting them into people's houses. Um, because <laughs> I, I don't mean to, to pick on to pick on a console in particular but the xbox one is definitely it definitely needs to like justify itself some way yeah um especially now nowadays that you know there aren't really many i don't know many exclusives so there's that there's that thing of um you know what's what's the point of buying consoles if everything comes out on the pc as well um but i think it's 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 justifying the consoles as well as um choose my words here um (laughs) Justifying the console, justifying the consoles, as well as just um, you know trying to trying to give us what they think we want. Um, you know, if you if people will try it at least if it if you put it in there. Um, it's not necess- it's not to say that the game needs a multiplayer element uh, like you mentioned before, Mass Effect Three. But um, there are games like uh, like Army of Two where that is a concept that would work right. well with multiplayer, both um, yeah. both in the single player campaign as well as the multiplayer uh, segment. And I don't know. I just I think it's 
I, I definitely think it's shoehorned in. Um, sometimes it, it may just be just be me that's saying this, but I think it, I think a big part of it is they're just giving us what they think we want because right. the, because of the changing times and nobody goes over to friends' houses anymore mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But you know, the other part could be that you know we want you to make this game a multiplayer game for our console. I mean, look at Mag for the for the PlayStation Three. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys ever got a chance to play that game, but that was that was no. a strictly multiplayer game for the yeah. PlayStation. Which game? Uh, it's called Mag. Never even heard of it. Me neither. Yeah, yeah. Unless I, I think the only reason I know about it is because I used to work at GameStop and I'd see it on the wall all the time. But it is a strictly online multiplayer only, uh, like military shooter kind of kind of full, deal. Full price right. game. Yeah. 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 I, I guess uh, Tony, you've kind of hit on my problem with it. I, I don't mind games being multiplayer only. Um, what I mind is when they're passed off for the same price as other games that have. <laughs> both in it <laughs> yeah. like how, how how can they justify that i i don't i don't know like tri- like tribes that game i mentioned back in the day i'm almost certain i i could be wrong but i'm almost certain that it was significantly cheaper than most other games in light of the fact that it was really a purely multiplayer experience with a little bit of single player training um I, I it, it's just astounding we've gotten to the point where a triple a developer thinks that they can charge that for what's essentially uh, something that's stripped out um and get and get away with it um mm-hmm. uh, so anyway tony um back to the question i asked vernon it, what do you think what, what do you think is the reason that it that it's the, the balance isn't there anymore in terms of in terms of the pricing or you just mean in general why multiplayer online gaming is kind of why? Why is it that? Why is it that they can't get the balance between single player and multiplayer uh, be- better uh, when, when it comes to developing these games? Why is it that one has to one has to be at the expense of the other so often? To be honest, I, I honestly I don't think I could answer that or even you know provide a, a that you know I, that's something that's beyond me. I mean I'd like to know. I'll tell you that yeah. much, but I you know I can't. But I. I will say kind of back to how we got to this point, you know, I mean, I think Vernon kind of alluded to it, uh, saying that, you know, developers know that people aren't going over to each other's houses anymore. Mm. Um, I think maybe, I I don't know, it'd be interesting to find out if there's any kind of study that could prove it, that, you know, I think now more than ever, the, the gaming population is so much older than it ever has been. And it's such a large, you know, I'd say like over 20 years of age where people are out of college and, starting families and lives and jobs, you know, they're moving away from each other. Like hell, all of my friends that I'm, you know, forced to play online with, I can't play with them anymore in the same yeah, room. Yeah. I mean, I think just, it's just, that's one thing. So, I mean, you know, there's just certain, there's, I think there's a, a bunch of different factors that have gone into why that's happening. I mean, obviously, you know, inter- the internet is becoming more widespread and more common, not necessarily cheaper, but <laughs> uh, more widespread. So, I mean, there's, there's a couple of factors that go into that, but it, back to your main question, I, I really couldn't tell you why the balance is so yeah. so hard to get. It, it's, That's actually a good point. It's so disappointing too because there are games, and uh, you you mentioned a great example of this earlier. There are games out there where they have a great multiplayer component and a great single player component, separate to one another, that are both brilliant in their own way. Portal Two, great example of that. Excellent single player campaign, you know, award winning game. And the the uh, the co-op campaign completely separate. I, I mean, I people just rave about it. Um, why why is that so difficult to pull off? I wonder. Well, uh, I mean that you know that's a game, you know, in its own. 
you know, in its own category. You know, yeah. it's you know, shooters. I don't know how re- how much you're really going to innovate on that. Yeah. So throw mechs in it. I don't. I don't know. I mean, an- another <laughs> another example from back in the day, a series. I don't. I don't know how far back you go with Splinter Cell, Tony, but I think it oh, was all the, the way. I, do you, what, what was the one? What was the one with the the first one that had the co-op campaign? Was it Pandora Tomorrow or? I believe so. I never actually did that co-op, but I believe, yeah, I believe yeah. that was the second game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I again, I didn't get a chance to play that. I can remember the Penny Arcade guys back in the day just rave about it. Like they, they said it was it was worth the the price of admission on its own. Um, and you know, they they went out of their way to you know, basically for your money, you got a a single player campaign and a full fully realized co-op campaign that you know in its own way was just as enjoyable uh and and certainly for the time very innovative um um in terms of what they were doing in that game with the whole spies uh, what was it spies versus, versus mercs yeah, yeah. <laughs> um which by the way is actually in the even in the latest splinter cell uh, blacklist actually a really fun game mode. i wasn't liking it at first but the more i got used to it it's actually really fun yeah um, is it is uh, I, I guess I'm touching on the subject of innovation. Um, I, I think we've all read a little bit about a game, um, and I'm blanking on the name now. Is it called Evolve? The game, yeah. the game that's coming out yeah. where four players play against a fifth player who is the monster. Mm-hmm. I mean, when mm-hmm. I heard that, I was like, wow, that <laughs> like full points to them. I mean, who knows whether it'll it'll turn out to be a good game or not, but. Uh, that the concept is is amazing what why isn't <laughs> and you know this has come up in other co- concepts uh, topics we've done why is it that they're afraid to innovate is it is it because they think that all we want is capture the flag and deathmatch is that is that why we just keep seeing that you know defend scenarios over and over it's safe is that's what it's it is safe. Isn't it? It, it works um yeah. people people play it with little complaint yeah um i, I don't think i don't think people you know would really I don't know. It's 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 hard to it's hard to take it's hard to see um, the industry taking risks at this point. You see a lot of the same, and I, I don't know. It's yeah. just really well, those modes are all you know. Other than safe, they're also familiar, so they know people yeah. will know what they are. But I mean, yeah, at the yeah. same time, that not necessarily play devil's advocate, but you know, I'm not a game developer. But I mean, really, what what more can you really do in the in the in the shooter space as far as innovative game modes? You know, mm. I I really don't know what more you can do. Stop stop making shooters. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Well, look. <laughs> what else can you do? I mean, you know, time to move on then. The, the reach capacity. The Unreal Tournament series is a good example of that. Uh, they tried to shake it up. Now they didn't remove stuff. Bless them. Uh, other than maps and things like that. But when, you know, they got criticized when they tried to add certain things to the game. So sometimes I do wonder whether the consumer slash player are to blame as well. Um, and then they do things like, you know, Mario Kart 8, which I hear great things about. But apparently the battle mode, which I don't know if you, you guys have played much of that back in the day, but apparently they've ruined the battle mode. So, you know, maybe sometimes the uh, the tweaking and the experimenting um, <laughs> isn't isn't for the best. Um, well, as long as you can take, you know, you take from that experience and say, okay, we're not going to do that again in the next installment if there is one and we try something different, you know, then, yeah, I mean, it sucks obviously at first, but as long as you can learn from that, know what your audience wants and, you know, what they like and what they don't like, it's not it's not the end of the world. Right. Well, can I throw a can I throw a question in there? Sure. When at what point does that um, does that stop helping development and creativity and start hindering it? Because if you're going about it, Good thinking about thinking about you know what everybody wants each and every time, uh, won't that you know hinder 
the, the the creativity of you know what you want to do with a game because I think uh, I don't know how many times we've quoted uh, Mr. Beat's tongue on this show, but <laughs> um, but you know the his La Noir video, the slow down the violence video, where it was it yeah. was he was talking about uh, La Noir and how um, the you know the the third person shooter elements um, are are kind of are kind of weird and it's because people were expecting it. Yeah. Um, you know, if you hadn't shot, uh, you know, a, a bunch of a bunch of mooks, you know, in, in fifteen <laughs> in fifteen minutes, people would, they they were worried that people would stop playing the game, and yeah, you know, yeah. you wonder why this 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 rookie detective has a body count in the triple digits. You know, it's it, you know, I thought that the whole detective slash solving cases and stuff like that, finding clues, pressing pressing uh, you know people with with questions and stuff like that based on the evidence you have. I thought that was fantastic. And if they had expanded on that, I think it would have been a fantastic game. Just in terms of, of sorry. Uh, well, I was just, just out of curiosity, I've never played that game. Was that like required to to do all of that, or could you not you know there, shoot there hundreds were... of people in the face? Well, that was that was the thing is that it was it was a detective game. So when those segments came up, there'd be like a gunfight that would break out, and sometimes no, you didn't have a choice. Um, that actually, it you know, it started as a tutorial, and then I, what was the one? There was one that was like on a movie set. Um, there was one that was in a sewer at, at, towards the end of the game, and yeah, it, it you know, there's these, just these these necessary gunfights that you need to prog- you need to progress through the story. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I don't know when. Wh- so I'll I'll pose that question again. When does it stop helping uh, development and start hindering it? I, I think I think when it gets stuck in a place where it doesn't fit, I guess <laughs> is is the best way I, for for me to think of it. Like, it, I mean, the example you use, La Noir, it's it wasn't necessary, but I you can you can almost you can almost picture the thought process they were going through when they decided to stick it in there like yeah. like they were going to disappoint somebody by it not being there um well think, thinking about it from another example well I, I, I guess a different twist on this games that have either evolved into multiplayer over time or games that uh that started off single player that have gradually become more multiplayer or changed altogether good example mm-hmm. of this back in the day was uh, the kotor knights of the old republic series uh knights of the old republic one and two both well loved even if the second one was you know a bit rushed and uh not not a, in my opinion not up to the standard of the first um a lot of people were very pissed off to find out that instead of getting a third game bioware decided to make uh, an mmo <laughs> out of the property <laughs> Uh, and you know that that wasn't the first time, and won't be the last time that that happens. We now see uh, the, it's not my cup of tea, but the beloved Elder Scrolls series has gone from Skyrim to now just uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Elder Scrolls Online, and yeah, yeah. And while I I believe they'll go back to doing another single player game at some point, there's probably a lot of people out there who are big fans of the series thinking. You know why couldn't they be spending this time? And, and yes, we know that I, I know that they've farmed it out to. Um, uh, who who is it they've given to, to run with the online? Uh, is it Obsidian or? That sounds right, but I don't. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, yeah. They're burning cycles and energy and and on a multiplayer game when <laughs> the true quote unquote fans of the series would say, "Can we have more of what we actually want? Another Skyrim, a follow up to Skyrim, that sort of thing." Um, is it? And 
I mean, the, 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 you know, you get, you get people who say, can we have more of what we want? But you also have those people who say we want new stuff. So mm. again, so who do you, who do you, yeah, exactly. who do you listen who do you, to? Like, yeah. you know, you, or I guess what, the ones that you... have the bigger wallets and the, the bigger population of the, of the two groups, you know, mm. I know that's a great point. You, and do you get, do you just listen to your own, to your own teams? Well, <laughs> the heart of your own team and basically make the game that you want to make. Yeah. You know, uh, well, game gamers be damned. Yeah. If you have a publisher, I guess maybe that's a different topic. But yeah. sometimes you might not have that choice. Yeah. So. Uh, well, yeah. we know we know why the publishers want MMOs because they're money generators. So or that's FPS. that's or yeah. that. So that's an easy uh, that's an easy you know question to answer. You know, why would they want to do an MMO? Because they can get subscriptions and, you know, everybody wants to everybody wants to turn on the World of Warcraft faucet and just have that revenue <laughs> coming in from a from a game that's a. You know, an MMO where people are predisposed to continue spending money on it. Um, so it's not too difficult to understand from a money point why they do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're 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 not they're having to ignore somebody, right, guys? Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. they're gonna yeah. piss Sometimes, somebody off. <laughs> yeah, you're you, always you know. gonna piss somebody off. That, yeah. It just comes with the territory. Yeah, but I, you know, back to the earlier question you're posing, uh, Vernon, as far as. When does it start, you know, when you're trying to innovate, how much, you know, does it hinder or something yeah, along those yeah. lines? Yeah. You know, I mean, I feel like most of the time when you try and innovate an existing franchise or whatever it may be, sadly, the, for the most part, you can't change it. And for a lot of people, will be happy. I mean, look at Resident Evil 6. Everyone hated that. And it's, you know, your opinion may vary, but, you know, rightfully so, everybody hated it. Um, <laughs> um, I'd say it was a good game on its own, just not in Resident Evil. Um you know, I don't know why this just came into my head when you guys were talking about it, but uh, if you've ever played any of the Dino Crisis series, one and two fantastic games. There was a third. They called it Dino Crisis 3 that came out on uh, uh, the original Xbox, I believe. Mm -hmm. And granted, it was a fun... It was, I thought it was a fun, innovative take on the franchise, but it had nothing yeah. to do really with the originals. Yeah. But so, granted, I understand why people hated it, but it was still a good game. I had fun playing it, even though they shouldn't have tagged the three at the end of it, but... You know, and that pretty much killed that franchise off. But I mean, I, I can't really think of any game, if you guys can help me out, that changed up so much from what it used to be, maybe multiplayer or not, you know, and actually got good, uh, you know, good reviews, I guess, from the, the mass population. Well, maybe you can speak to, and I don't know the series well enough to know how much they changed or shoehorned to make it happen, but in the case of Grand Theft Auto V, um, how much of that game had to change to suit the the multiplayer component? Is it still a Grand Theft Auto game at heart, but it's oh, just absolutely. got this new feature? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they don't even call uh, it's it's called GTA Online. It's not GTA Five Online, right? You know, they actually call it GTA Online. It's two completely separate experiences. There's no um, what's that game that just came out that uh, oh uh, Watch Dogs, where somebody yeah. can just come in your yeah, game. Yeah. No, 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 they're they're completely separate. Yeah. You know what pops into my mind um, when we're talking about innovating uh, existing franchises and stuff like that? Um, you know, some people will be pissed off. Some people will, will like it. Who do you follow and stuff like that? I can't help but think of all of the franchises that people are in an uproar about. And you'd think that the gaming industry would catch on yeah. and, start, and start making new franchises. Mm. Stop building on these other other you know franchises which is actually a, a big point that we've all made at one point or another um and just said you know we we just want some new new games some new intellectual properties you know it, we could say 
instead of a new prince of Persia, you know, you know, this new thing could um, remind us of Prince mm-hmm. of Persia, but be its own thing. You know, this thing that you know is it, it was going to be Tomb Raider could just remind us of Tomb Raider without being Tomb Raider and adding yeah. another uh, yet another game to the to an already bloated franchise. And that's not just Tomb Raider. That's Assassin's Creed. That's you know any sports game. Um, I think there's uh, one. <laughs> very specific multiplayer game that's coming out by the name of Destiny that seems to be doing a pretty good job of... There's a lot of Halo elements in there, but obviously it's something pretty different. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see how that turns out, but yeah. that's yeah, definitely I, a multiplayer I definitely game. see a lot of... Sorry, I definitely see a lot of elements of, of, of Halo because it's the same people. But yeah. that's that's what I'm talking about. The you know, whole new franchise, you know, different... different uh, Different direction, probably different people um, within the within Bungie working on it. I, I I just I like that this is a whole new franchise that is you know that is starting up here. And when the franchise dies, I hope they move on to something else instead of trying to reinvigorate it. And I, I do think they're making a case for the. Um, they, what's the definition they keep using to describe Destiny? It's a it's a persistent an, online shooter. Yeah, exactly. The, to 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 highlight the fact that it's not a true MMO shooter, a la yeah, <laughs> Defiance or something like that. Well, I think they're not putting it on PC, so it can't be an MMO if it's not on PC, right? <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> it's a dirty word on any other system. <laughs> I, I I have to admit, I like I like that they're trying to define it and frame it in a different way. I I, I find it a bit weird when they try and stick a la Watchdogs multiplayer into places where it doesn't feel like. That you can't, you know, I've, shut off or not. Yeah, you know. I, I see no argument for how my experience of Watch Dogs is going to be made better by people inserting themselves into my game any more than specific, I, you know, specifically to to mess with you. You know, they're yeah. not there to really, as far as I know. Again, I haven't played it, but from what I hear, it's they're there to hack you and yeah, you know. So I mean. If you like it, sure, but I just I can't see that being wildly popular. Yeah, I mean the the most egregious example is of course Sim City from last year, where you know why why would, <laughs> I mean there is a Sim City online game, and if they want to make that game, fine, but why force people who just want to play Sim City <laughs> to have to put up with an online element mm-hmm. for for no for for a reason that they were completely failed to justify? Uh, you know why why not keep them separate? where they should be separate and if they're not going to be completely separate at least go the destiny route and try and try and justify why they should be connected in 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 some way um well we straight too far off topic no no i look i i (laughs) i mean this is good this is good in terms of talking about multiplayer because it it you know it helps no absolutely it helps helps people understand like what you know what's what's going on in the industry and stuff like that and how multiplayer plays into it yeah and and look, there's no problem with blurring the lines between the two formats if there's a reason for it or it's an innovative way to do it. And it's clearly defined. Yeah, don't don't do the Mass Effect three BS where you force me to play your multiplayer in order to affect as the uh, the, the, you know the, the main the main campaign like. And and then throw in a pay, you know. Okay, yes, it's optional, but <laughs> cynically throw in a pay service on, on top of it. Um, you know, if if you're going to if you're going to make the two interact with one another, then m- make me want to play them both. Don't shove it down my throat. You know, yeah, I agree. Um, well, any look, any any final thoughts, Vernon? Uh, is is it? Um, 
is it is it getting more stale? Is it getting is it getting worse? Are, are we gonna? <laughs> is there is there anything over the horizon other than what we've talked about that suggests that they're gonna get multiplayer right again before they get it worse? <laughs> Nothing that I can see. As long as they don't put multiplayer in Arkham Knight, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, that'll be next, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Tony? Are, are you? Uh, I I, re I realize you're uh, you're you're pinning your hopes a lot on on Destiny as a specific title, but generally speaking, is uh, do you see the multiplayer situation getting getting better or more muddled? To be honest, I mean, I hope Destiny. You know, yeah, I am putting all you know a lot of hope on Destiny, and I hope it can kind of be a gold standard. You know, I mean, Bungie is known for that, but anyway, um, you know, yeah, I hope it is kind of something people look at and say, okay, how do we build on that? How do we, you know do something that does something that does it similar but different you know kind of yeah thing. but to be quite honest no i don't think you know i really hate to pick on this and throw it out there but with the, the annualized call of duties and the bat look at battlefield 4 you know i mean yeah just i i don't really see it getting any better and yeah. you know people just eat this stuff up yeah. in terms of buying you know marketing they're buying these games so i to be honest no yeah. i don't i don't think it is i i think it's going to get steadily worse and as a as a tag on that, I, I think the uh, the uh, slapping on um, pay features in, in where they weren't before is just going to get worse and worse in the multiplayer as well. Yeah, for a six, full sixty dollar game. Yeah. Like I, I think I think we have not even seen the 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 start the, the tip of the iceberg of how bad it's going to be, to get. Like Dead Dead Space Three, Vernon. I know I that was, was just one, about to say it. That that <laughs> was that was one that was one and and correct me if i'm wrong was that in both the multiplayer and the single player side of the game where they threw in those that pay stuff or was that just yeah um, because they there was you could play through the game and the way to upgrade your guns uh, if you wanted to like you know do if you wanted to pick up uh items along the way scavenge parts and stuff like that you could do that or you could also pay to send these like robots out and scavenge for you so yeah. that they get the they can get the parts so you can build guns and um you know make them stronger and make them more powerful and stuff like that um i personally preferred um now keep, keep in mind i <laughs> i haven't uh I, I got it for free on PlayStation Three. Hail, uh, hail the PlayStation Network. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they, yeah, they started. They gave it away for free this month, so I, I, uh, I downloaded it, but I haven't gotten a chance to play it yet. But that's when it was coming out. That was a big thing that people were focusing on was that 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 scavenge component, um, and actually the multiplayer element was, I believe, um, you know, you could have a friend jump in as a second player, and yeah. you could do like a co-op story mode. Um, as far as the Dead Space 2 goes, um, that whole multiplayer, I think that was axed. Right, right. Well, I, um, I, I'd be, uh, sorry, I, I just did have one more question that I'd, uh, <laughs> I'd be remiss if I didn't ask. And I, I think everyone knows the, uh, the reason for it, but, um, we, uh, we did an episode about cheating a little while ago. Um, and multiplayer, of course, is a, <laughs> is definitely a reservoir of antisocial behavior. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. um, Tenant Penny Arcade just a little while ago touched on the fact that Mario Kart 8, there is no in-game voice chat. <laughs> They've just Nintendo has just decided not to allow people to be able to to speak to one another over the, uh, the and probably for the best. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that's I, I a so, smart yeah. move on there. <laughs> Yeah. You know you have kids playing that game. Well, yeah. you I mean, know you also have adults. Like, I, I think it was it. a brilliant idea of them to just cut that out. I don't. I I think the benefits are 
minimal and the downside is huge <laughs> for a game like that. <laughs> but but more to the point, um, is it is it just the anonymity? Is that all it is that drives the uh, <laughs> the the antisocial stuff in, in in multiplayer? Is it just is it just that it's young men and let's face it, young men are <laughs> or who <laughs> you know they young men perpetrate most crime. Yeah, it doesn't it it doesn't surprise me why young men should you know be the most antisocial when it comes to video games as well. But is it just the fact that nobody ever has to uh, be accountable for anything? What do you think, Vernon? The anonymity, hands yeah. down, um, in any in any situation. I mean, people could be as honest as they want to be um, without having to put their face out there. I mean, you know, granted now, I mean, people are so willing to put their information out there. It's startling. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, the, I think the I think the guys are the quote unquote shield of people not being in the same room with you. You you can be as candid or as gross or rude as you want to be yeah um in in that type of game and the what i mean the only thing that you know, could really hurt you is the is being reported or something but even then you can just get another i mean if you get banned or something like that realistically speaking there are people with money that they can just throw away they can just get another system yeah what do you think tony is it just the is it just the anonymity is there something else it's, driving it i don't know which one is which but i it's either you know i think it's probably the that supplemented by just human competitiveness you know yeah. in a lot of the competitive games you know that people have to prove that they're better than some six-year-old kid at you know something and they you know they got a great deal of joy out of that for whatever reason so yeah but yeah mainly <laughs> mainly that i'm glad that you touched on the competitiveness because the, my my final thought was that i i stepped away from playing online multiplayer for a long long time because i found it just a cesspool <laughs> uh in in terms of you know how people treated one another i found uh, and i full credit to mass effect 3 that was the game where i granted had to <laughs> had no choice uh go back and play because it was co-op i don't know whether you guys have found this but because it was co-op it was different and yeah generally speaking because you're working towards yeah you're working maybe together. there was yeah maybe there was other you know the other three guys or whoever how many were with you also were like damn it i have to do this in order to progress my own story so yeah. i want to work with them so we can get this done as quick as possible yeah mm. yeah i i know when i uh when i look at online games uh like and that's one of the reasons i like warframe as much as i as i do uh um you know, I barely touch the PvP side of, of Warframe. I, I find it a lot more tolerable because we're all working for one goal, <laughs> I, I think. Yeah. Well, well, thanks, guys. Um, I think we've covered that um, rather uh, um, rather completely. Um, just wanted to do a quick high-score quiz uh, tied to our topic, of course, of, of multiplayer. Um, so uh, a multiple-choice question, just like last time. Uh I'll, we'll start. We'll let, we'll let you go first, Vernon. Um, the multi-tap, which I mentioned earlier in the context of the Sega Saturn, is a device that allows a console to connect additional controllers, usually at least four. What was the first console to have a multi-tap product released for it? Was it A, the Nintendo Entertainment System, B, the TurboGrafx-16, or C, the Sega Mega Drive, also known as the Sega Genesis? What do you reckon, Vernon? A, B, or C? Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had a completely different answer in mind. Um, I'm going to go with C. 
with the Sega Mega uh, uh, the Genesis. Cool. Yeah. Any re- any reasoning behind that, or is that just a, a stab nope, in the dark? No, I'm shooting in the dark because uh, my my initial thought was another console entirely. It was oh, okay. Not listed in these, uh, yeah. It was not listed in the choices. Maybe maybe this is, this one's a little bit. I was kind of hoping we'd have someone else that was a little bit older. Uh, that that. Um... No, you chose this question specifically because you knew I was coming on. <laughs> I wouldn't know the answer. I know exactly why you did this. Anyway, what what do you reckon? Uh, a, uh, Nintendo Entertainment System, B, TurboGrafx-16, C, Sega Mega Drive, Genesis. Shot in the dark. I'm going to go with the NES. NES. Okay. Well, the answer is, in fact, B, the TurboGrafx-16. Wow. <laughs> oh, you jerk. And... <laughs> And uh, th- this is this is weird, and and I I grew up when this uh, you know the three the console war between the sixteen bit systems was going on, and I didn't even know this, but the TurboGrafx sixteen actually only had one controller port, believe it or not. So you had to buy a multi tap even to play with a second player for two player games, much less four. So uh, the NES did in fact, uh, which which debuted earlier than the um, TurboGrafx sixteen, obviously as an eight bit. There was eventually a multi-tap called the Four Score um, released, but that was uh, in 1990 after the Turbo Graphics. So yeah, believe it or not, a system that came out with only one controller port. I know it's not the only one. There's some other dismal failures out there uh, that tried it, but yeah, a uh, little little bit of strange trivia um, in the pre N64 era when the uh, four ports became the norm. Um, and also on the subject of multiplayer, I'll just make my uh, old school recommendation of the week just quickly. Um, a Sega Dreamcast game um, designed by Sega's uh, Sonic team, of course, uh, the developers of Sonic the Hedgehog, etc. A very uh, unusual game, but known to Dreamcast fans, called Choo Choo Rocket. Um, it's difficult to describe this game. Um, it's I, I would probably say... Uh, the best way to describe it is mousetrap on crack. Um, mousetrap, the board game? No, uh, M- mousetrap, the old classic game, uh, which was like a maze type game, like a Pac-Man game uh, where you're oh, like, r- okay, right, right. R- running away from uh, cats with your little mouse. <laughs> um, right. Now, this this game takes that concept. I don't know if it was a direct inspiration, but it just goes to the Twilight Zone with it. Um, basically, uh, you control... Um, you control a start point and an end point on the map and have nothing more than really little arrows. The mice are released in one long hit <laughs> and you very quickly have to direct the mice safely in one direction or another to avoid these cats that roam around the board. Um, there's really two different sections. Well, three if you include the puzzle building. A puzzle section, which is just one puzzle after another. We have to safely get as many mice from A to B. Um and then a multiplayer game, which is just a complete frenetic madness, that where the board is divided into four sections, and you've got to get as many mice from your start point to your rocket as possible, avoiding the cats. You can drop all sorts of power-ups on the screen. Kind of a Bomberman feel to it. Uh, very, very fast. The game's usually over between a minute, minute, 30-second tops. Uh, insanely fun. Four-player Choo Choo Rocket is no joke it's it's one of the funnest things you can do uh on a dreamcast in terms of multiplayer you know the the victory conditions can be tinkered a little bit you know best of five best of seven that sort of thing um i should warn anyone though it is a very very japanese game possibly the most japanese game i have ever played it is (laughs) it, it is just strange so that should probably tell you a lot about it right there <laughs> it, it's it's unusual i mean what 
there, there's there's no better way to describe it. It ah well, uh, just see. I don't know if you were going to get to this because um, mm. you said it was for Dreamcast. I was just curious, and it is apparently at least on Android. I don't know about the iMarket. So <laughs> it's only a dollar. I might have to pick this up just it's, to try. It. It's great fun. Although I I don't know I don't know how it would work online or whether or not that would be a matching game. But man, if you can ever get in front of a Dreamcast with four other people to play this game, it is. Uh, uh, Choo Choo Rocket and drinks is a recipe for good fun. Um, yeah, and, and look, uh, if you're a Dreamcast collector and you haven't checked it out, get it. Uh, you can probably find it on eBay for about five or six bucks. Um, it's one of those games where it doesn't matter if you get the Japanese version, the European, the American. They're all basically the same. It's not going to make any more or less sense. <laughs> Just uh, give it a try. Um well, I'll, just a quick plug for Enthusiacs. Uh, I'll mention uh, Hero Talk, which is our sister podcast uh, to uh, Point Streak, uh, where the subject is movies. Typically, uh, typically Vernon uh, superhero sci-fi classics, I'd say, are, are the usual fare. Yeah. Um, it's hosted by a revolving cast, primarily our own Greg. Sometimes Vernon or Eagle Scout uh, are the hosts, but uh, usually, uh, usually a duo. I think it's fair to say yeah. two people. Uh, we try to avoid uh, more recent movies just in, in <laughs> trying to avoid spoilers. We've got, you know, uh, other shows where spoilers are more appropriate that we'll <laughs> that we'll get to in future. But um, yeah, um, check it out. It's uh, it, every other week on a Thursday. It's either Hero Talk or or Point Streak. And um, yeah, we're, we're um, look, if you if you're interested uh if you're interested to maybe participate, there's a, an ongoing uh, ongoing discussions in in our forum about Hero Talk, and uh, you know if there's a, if you want to make a, a suggestion, that'd be the place to do it. Um, you know, look, we we've only just dipped our toe in. I think we're what eight episodes in, maybe Vernon, in terms yeah. of uh, yeah, movies. Uh, maybe Green Lantern or one of the Star Treks was the most recent. Um, yeah, your suggestions would be appreciated, and uh, yeah, it's it's great fun. Um, well, thank you again, guys. Uh, again, we are at www.enthusiacs.com, the Twitter feed, at Enthusiacs, YouTube channel, Enthusiacs, where all our video reviews and video content is found. Um, check out our forums. We've got a thriving community there. Uh, our email address, our mailbag for the podcast is pointstreak at enthusiacs.com. If you've got any questions or feedback or suggestions or corrections, because God knows we'll make a mistake or two on on here. We got the date wrong a little while ago for um, uh, Night of the Living Dead. Actually, I think we were off by a couple of years for that. So uh, we cert we certainly make mistakes here and there. Um, thanks again, guys, um, and uh, we'll we'll join you next time. Oh, sorry, the forum address. Uh, let me just grab that quickly. Sorry, Vernon. <laughs> I got it right here. Actually, uh, it's oh. enthusiasts.boards.net. So if you want to talk about anything, just come on by, and we which, will be happy to have you. Which thanks. you can get to from the home. Yes, there's, from Enthusiacs too. Yeah, yes. there's a forum tab right next to the articles, podcasts, uh, and all our social media tabs are um, up on the top center, as I as I recall. Oh yeah. Thanks again, guys, um, and we'll see you next time on Point Streak. Sounds thanks, good. Thanks. Cheers. Bye.